Exceptional Field Service Delivery creates, magnifies, and sustains exceptional customer experiences and brand loyalty. Welcome to the Super FM Podcast, Field Service Your Way, with me, Michael Israel. I'll lead conversations about critical issues in today's field service ecosystem with knowledgeable and experienced service management professionals. Now, let's learn something. Hello and welcome to Zuper FM Field Service Your Way. My name is Eric. I am the producer in the background of this show a lot of times. Uh, usually Michael Israel is here, but today I'm excited and I'm blessed because I get to interview Rob Friedman, the head of growth for Zuper. Rob, how are you? I'm fantastic, Eric. How are you doing? I'm excited, dude. <laughs> yeah, me too. So here's the thing, audience. I, I'm You don't know me very well. I'm a geek. I'm a total geek when it comes to technology. And... I'm I'm speaking with Rob, who's basically like a genius geek, if you don't mind me saying that. Like <laughs> you actually know what you're doing. Chance. I'm just a geek looking at the things from the outside. But you're, we're going to discuss an article that you did, um, and it's all about technology. It's all about software. Um, why don't you tell yeah. the audience what we're talking about today? Yeah. So I mean, so one of the things we focus on here is how businesses can help improve their processes, and with the you know, the looming recession, either, you know, depending on who you talk to, either in a recession, just got out of a recession, we're in the middle of it, whatever it is, you know, how can software, how can technology help businesses grow even in challenging times? Okay. All right. And uh, either way, recession or not, we're in those challenging times, period. Absolutely. Right? Yep. All right. So this this is a, an article you published um, early in November. Um, so let's, let's break it down a little bit. So what are we going to be covering today? Yeah. I mean, first is, you know, how, uh, machine learning and AI powered technologies have come a long way and it's growth is exponential here in mm -hmm. this space and leveraging some of those for intelligent dispatching and routing in the case of, of Zuper and, and, uh, field service management and field service businesses. Uh, you know, one of the great things we found and honestly, we built this tool, uh, this intelligent dispatching and routing tool with, you know, just efficiency in mind. One of the, uh, unexpected outcomes was came from a customer of ours who reported back and said, Hey, uh, you just saved us 10% on fuel costs, uh, <laughs> during the, oh. during, during exactly when everything was biking and, and this customer happens to be in California. So I think they were paying like seven bucks a gallon at <laughs> yeah. the peak. Yeah. And, and so that was like legit savings. And he said, you know, <laughs> you know, when we first signed on with you guys, we were just hoping to save a little bit here on gas and just make things more efficient and, and just help them avoid traffic jams. Right. <laughs> but now he said, you know, since our technology, you know, looks at real-time traffic conditions, uh, estimated job duration, and uh, and where their jobs are for the rest of the day, and he said, look, not only did we save money on like wear and tear on the vehicles and and all those associated costs of just cutting down on pure miles, which was the original uh, intent, the fuel savings. He said that they're seeing passed through and this is their cfo speaking who's <laughs> to us he's like that that more than covered you know the cost of each license like instantly and uh so that was you know really exciting just to hear just that feedback and it was uh you know 
every little bit counts, but 10% is a, a big jump, especially for a, a large, uh, you know, company like the one I'm talking about that yeah. has hundreds of, of deployed technicians all over Southern California. So. Well, I had no idea it, it did all that because you and I have spoken about the, you know, dispatching and routing, and you've spoken on the, on the podcast before you guys have talked about on the podcast that, you know, getting to the job, executing, getting it done and being able to get to the next job, the efficiency is huge. I never thought of the fuel part of it. I never thought of the wear and tear on a vehicle part of it. So that, I mean, that makes perfect sense, right? I mean, yeah. it, your technicians can get to more jobs during the day, which is great. That's definitely going to bring in more money for the company, but then saving money on top of that is, and that's fantastic. That's yeah, exactly. And, and <laughs> I hope you're listening California because, because <laughs> you guys are always higher in gas prices than anywhere else that I know of. I know now I'm down here in, uh, you know, just South of Austin. And I just got back from the West coast for, for Thanksgiving and the holidays. And uh, I was like, Oh, it's under $3 again. This is nice. <laughs> yeah. I was, I was talking to a client just in Oregon uh, a few weeks back and they were like, well, really, you know, how are, you know, where are your gas prices at right now? And of course I'm in the Midwest. And so I'm like, yeah, I, I think I filled up at Costco for like two ninety five a gallon. They're like, what? <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. No, that's it. And that's 91, you know, that's 91 octane. I don't, I don't put in that cheap, ju cheap junk anyway. Yeah. <laughs> so there, there are benefits to living in certain parts of the country. A little bit, a little bit. Yeah. Trade yeah. off. Trade -offs and might, might be uh, the, the views or the weather. So I guess it's all trade-offs. Uh, you love corn. Come on over. That's all I see. Corn and cows. Okay. Well, love that is fantastic. I love, I love the fact that somebody reached out to you and, and told you that. What else are you seeing from that when, when people are really implementing it? What are their biggest aha moments? I, you know, I think the other thing is the digitization of their processes and work orders. Um, okay. It, it, we're seeing when companies are able to get off paper and pencil or get off manual processes, mm -hmm. it, it's first, it's helping their technicians keep accurate records. Um, I think we've got a lot of customers of ours who during this, you know, during this period have had challenges keeping uh, reliable staffing levels. Mm -hmm. And sometimes a technician who started a job or started with an account isn't the one who's there next week. And, you know, sometimes there's a revolving door, but if you're digitizing the work orders and, and the, all the information is in a central place, it is easy to, you know, catch up and see what the previous technician did who owned the account or, or visited that, that job site. And for then the next one to just kind of pick up where they left off and keep going, because come on, I think we've all been there. You don't want to have to repeat the problem seriously <laughs> over and over and over that will frustrate your customers and is not an ideal customer experience mm -hmm. um, and then additionally it helps people uh helps technicians create first visit fixes so if you're only having to send somebody out there once to get it done that makes someone happier than ever i mean that is how oh, you yeah. get happy customers when you show up you've got the right part for the right machine to do the right job um, at one time. And they don't have to be like, oh, well, I see what the problem is. I'm going to put in an order and I'll see you in, you know, a week to 10 days when it comes in. That that just frustrates people. And I think there's enough frustration out there in the world and this can help uh, eliminate a little bit of it. Yeah. And here's the thing is, is among my friends, I'm 
quote unquote, the guy, right? If they need something <laughs> fixed, they need some help with something. And what drives me bananas is that, you know, I'm just YouTubing it. Honestly, right. you know, if, if I don't know something, I'm just going to YouTube it. Well, I, I work off of pictures. I work off of video. I work off some explanation. And from what I'm understanding, and like you've told me before, like this is really in depth. They can attach pictures, right? Yeah. To, to these, I don't even know how to call it, to the, either the work orders or to the mm -hmm. workflow so that if something happened, God forbid, well, you talked about a revolving door. Let's just talk about somebody being sick. Let's yeah. talk about somebody who, you know, oh, you know, his wife's going to have a baby or, or she is going to have a baby and she's the technician. She can't be there next time because, you know, she's busy having a baby. So somebody can pick up where they left off or somebody can, you know, see, okay, let's take a look at this. And I'm sure there's notes involved and in all that as well. But having pictures, having, uh, you know, maybe, I don't know. Let me ask you, is video possible as well? Or is that yeah. something that, that, oh, man. We can get yeah. all up there and it's, it, and it's unlimited. I mean, it's not like, oh, well, you've hit your five photo limit. You know, sorry, that's all you're getting. <laughs> that's right. You get three megapixels, sir. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Or the, I think one of the biggest, I don't know if you've had this frustration, but I've seen it with other tools is you're, you're uploading and it's like, uh, this photo exceeds the, the file limit, yes. size oh, limit. Yeah. And you're like, how am I going to shrink this on my phone? And yeah. especially with like, if their technicians got like one of the newer smartphones, like the pixel seven or the iphone 14 mm -hmm. or whatever i mean they're taking like the 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 those file sizes are gigantic there's yeah. no way you're shrinking that down exactly uh, you gotta send it yeah. to them in pieces like a puzzle <laughs> yeah no exactly no, not no bueno no no not at all uh, but it, the other thing we're seeing is um you know a company who's looking to help you know streamline things and make things more efficient and do more with what they the staff and the team they have so they don't have to hire on a lot more bodies mm -hmm. during during these uncertain times is it's helped us the back office staff the people who are at the home office you know if, if everything's digitized it's so much easier and faster for them to process work orders to process invoices get paid faster uh, get more accurate and just it just helps overall improve the bottom line and and when you're able to do those things, you make your staff, their lives easier too. They're happier employees. They're more efficient. They're, they're feeling like things are improving and getting done because you're, you know, we're all demanding more of each other. And this is just a way to help enable them to, to step up. Uh, yeah. So here, here's the thing is that what I'm, what I'm envisioning when you're talking about that is a, a shop where, you know, they've, they've brought technicians in, they've done the work for a number of years, and now they've kind of risen through the ranks. Maybe some of those older technicians are now working in the office because they have a lot of experience and they're, you know, they've kind of come up through the ranks, right? It sounds like this system specifically would enable maybe a newer technician that maybe they're running into a little bit of questions or a problem or something. And they're like, you know, take a few pictures. Hey, this is what I'm seeing they can get some collaboration on that. Is that, I'm assuming that can happen as well. I'm really glad you remind me of that, Eric, because that, that's exactly what, what can happen and, and does happen is you do have the chance for the collaboration for, and it's in real time. It all syncs yeah. up to the cloud. It's real time. And they say, Hey, I just uploaded this photo. Uh, I've never worked on this model before. 
the wiring's a little different. What mm-hmm. do we do here? And then the more experienced person who's now, you know, a, a manager or director back in the home office be like, oh yeah, yeah, here, this is how you do it. Boom. Send them a text or, or add a, another note to the job and it syncs right up. Done. Yeah. Uh, yeah. No, it, it's fantastic. And then you have the office can also like track how the job is progressing and then could see, Hey, you know, this technician, you start to gain data. So instead of, you know, this is more like more like the high, like meta level things is, is when you digitize everything, you're also generating lots of data. And with those data points, you're able to make business decisions that are more accurate and better. And you're able to say, Hey, I noticed this technician can blow through this type of like refrigerator repair. Oh, call. Man, that's brilliant. He's he's got a knack for it. He knows that he's fast. Let's assign him those and assign this guy over here the the AC or compressor repairs or something different. Mm-hmm. Like you can start to get data and be like, you know, you can help uh, your team specialize. You can help your teams, you know, find areas for improvement and also see where you're already hitting home runs that you may not have noticed before. Uh, you know, you can some uh, uncover some hidden gems when you actually have data and dashboards and. And all the numbers are right there in front of you in an easy to access and read manner. And then you, you know, the leaders of the company can uh, make some really intelligent business decisions. Yeah. And, and I, I don't want to be a negative voice here, but I've, I've managed a lot of people in my time. Okay. Yeah. In, in different capacities. Um, and I'll, I'll just go back to when I was really, really young. I was early, early twenties. I was managing a warehouse. I would love to say that every worker that came in gave a hundred percent, worked hard, you know, and did what they're supposed to do and didn't milk the clock, as we say. (laughs) However, however, (laughs) (laughs) I think this system would also help help that because a business is going to run most efficiently when you have people that are really passionate about what they do and they're they're there for the right reasons, even if it's for the paycheck, as long as they're there and working hard great pay them well because that's what they're there for however it sounds like to me that this system would also help you say okay this this guy specifically takes three hours for every job that he goes to when it should be about an hour and a half according to what we're seeing from everybody else like you said we can we can find some ways to help them improve or we can find out they're just being lazy and maybe it's time to get rid of them yeah exactly some people are just not in the right seat they're not just in the right place it's not for them but uh it's not in my article but a a tool that actually helps with that with a a time clock theft uh which is a huge issue Mm -hmm. is uh our geofencing uh features uh those will help you you can what does that mean yeah so (laughs) i'm a geek but i told you you're the genius geek i don't know what is geofencing yeah. So what our app does is it enables someone to create a virtual, uh, you know, perimeter around a job site and it will automatic automatically, uh, clock the technician in and out as they enter that zone. So you kind of create mm-hmm. a zone, like say within a hundred feet of a house or, or of a, of a job site. And, uh, when they enter it, boom, automatically tells the Zupra app, the technician has arrived. It automatically tells them it counts how long they're on the site for. Wow. Um, and uh, when they leave and you, you can see if the guy's hanging out in some fast food parking lot for two of those three hours, <laughs> or is he actually on the job site for three hours? And maybe he needs more training. Like, Oh, maybe yeah. it takes him three hours because 
he he just needs some more training and absolutely he's just slow right because he's he's doing what you're doing he, he's pulling up youtube uh, <laughs> exactly <laughs> you know or or is it a case of yeah he knocks it out in in an hour like everybody else but then hangs out at the the parking lot reading the newspaper for for two hours and then moves yeah. on yeah yeah yep that yeah, never happens, never. Rob. Come on. No, no, what am I saying? What am I thinking? <laughs> All right. Let's get back to the article. Um, oh, it is. It's fine. Yeah. What What else? What else have you got? I mean, you know, so in the last thing, back to efficiency and data, is anytime you can use a tool that natively syncs and integrates with all your other business tools, that's a home run. When you mm -hmm. find a tool that, you know, you don't want to have to log into five different systems. Yeah, you, know, you want to cut that down when you're trying to manage your business and native integrations through an API is so much stronger than having to do gymnastics through a third-party tool, which is yet another tool that needs to be paid for and maintained or a third or breaks. And, and then you need a specialist to help you with it. If it works natively, so much more seamless. Uh, you know, if you're on QuickBooks or you're using say, HubSpot CRM or the HubSpot ticketing tool or Zendesk, you know, you want to find a tool, um, you know, Zupra happens to do this, but you know, you, whatever your, whatever solution you're looking at, uh, you definitely want to make sure that it, you know, syncs up with a native integration uh, and it just will cut down a, a ton of time that's spent on these complex setup or data entry or migration of data. That's a nightmare. You know, you want to avoid all that and, and look for something that, that works natively, that's designed from the ground up to work with your, these other systems that your business needs. Yeah. And, and I know that there, there was an interview a while back that you guys did uh, with some folks from Zoho, right? Yeah. Um, because I, when I, when I saw that, I was like, Oh, this is great. I got to actually meet him because I use Zoho for, for part of the business that I do. And it's a great tool. And so if, if that's part of what you can do to integrate all that stuff with what you're talking about, man, I mean, that, that's great. Yeah. And I'm not going to bore you with the list of integrations we have. Cause I think, well, first it's the one in my brain's probably outdated already because we keep adding them, but uh, you know, if it's Zoho, you know, HubSpot, if mm -hmm. it's uh, QuickBooks, uh, I know we've got uh, NetSuite, you know, all the ERP systems. I mean, they're, they're out there, you know. Okay. I'm going to throw down a gauntlet because yeah. there are business owners that, that are listening to this that probably use a bunch of different things, different tools. Do you have some place where they can find a list of all the things that you can uh, help them to integrate by using your system? Because I mean, yeah. if, if they're using those things, they go down the checklist and they're like, oh, I, I have three or four of these things. And right now they're not all working together. Um, it would be great if there was something that I could utilize that would help with all of this and more. Oh yeah. They, they could go to our website, uh, okay. super.co. Uh, and then from features, we have apps and integrations. They can go there. And then we also custom build integrations. So if you've got an obscure piece of software or we work with some manufacturing companies where they even build their own mm -hmm, uh, mm -hmm. internal softwares, we can work with them and their design teams to do something custom. Yeah. Yeah. That's perfect. All right. Well, if there's nothing else for this, I mean, this is a great article and yeah, I know that people you. can find it online um, at zuper.co, right? Zuper.co? Yep. Zuper.co. Z-U-P-E-R. <laughs> well, they can go and read more if they want, but I want to change gears a little bit because uh, sure. 
I, I've heard through the grapevine that you've you've done something pretty amazing, and I want to ask you about. It. Is that okay? Can we get a little bit personal? We can get personal. We can Sweet. get personal, dude. Um, I heard you started a charity, like yes. like I did a decade ago, bro. <laughs> yes. Okay, so, so tell me about it. What, what's that yeah. all about? No, oh, thanks. Thank you. Uh, so yeah, so a group of uh, friends of mine, uh, we got together. We saw a need for um, supporting schools and the Democratic Republic of the Congo, and uh, we came together and founded the Rainshine Foundation. And uh, so, and, and Rainshine is based on a a proverb uh, that's common around there that after rain it will shine. And mm. that, that always, even if you're in the darkness or if you are you know, in one of those Congo rainstorms, don't worry, the light's coming. And so Rainshine, it was the name of the foundation. It's grown. We've got, uh, there's Rainshine USA, there's Rainshine Australia. Really? Uh, so we have, yeah, we've got international partners there now, and it's still an all volunteer organization. And but yeah, so we're supporting a few primary schools and a medical dispensary and a remote uh, uh, northern region uh, in the and the Ulele province of uh, 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 region of the Congo. Yeah. Wow. So, so why? I, I need to know why? why. I mean, you and your friends got together. You saw a need. How did you see a need way over there? Yeah, well, that's a great <laughs> I mean, question. There's needs everywhere, but obviously something led you to this. So we met a gentleman, um, John Volk. He was a, a Belgian gentleman who was living in the Congo who uh, happened to be in the United States fundraising for his mm-hmm. this little school he, he developed in his retirement years. Um, and uh, sadly, John's no longer with us. But mm-hmm. before he passed, uh, you know, he met us and I said, I would love to help. I go, do you have a you know, are you a, 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 an official nonprofit? And he's like, what's that? And so mm-hmm. I explained to him the process, you know, so you got to register in the state, you got to register with the IRS, blah, 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 going through all the process. And then um, he's like, this is way too complex. I'm like, well, it's going to help you. And said, you know, you got to get, uh, you know, got to get different certification. So people know the money's going to the right place. And, and so that's, that's where the need came from. Cause we saw, he was doing so much with so mm-hmm. little. They were like, oh my goodness, if we just add a little organization, a little bit of efficiency, uh, you know, just add a little bit of support. So, you know, he was one of the original, obviously, founding people. We created a nonprofit here um, and then established the sister one in Australia uh, not long after. And, uh, you know, we've been someone from our board. Um, goes to the Congo other than the COVID years, uh, mm-hmm. two years there. But other than those two years, we at least at least make one visit every year ourselves to follow up on the projects, to meet everybody. And then we have administrators that we work with that we've hired and, and, and work with there on the ground who help manage the projects because our projects have grown. Uh, we've built a high-frequency uh, HF radio uh, station uh, and a partnership with uh, uh, in, another charity called Invisible Children. So mm. we worked with them uh, on that project. We're currently in the process of building a landing strip so we can uh, access this remote jungle village area uh, much easier because right now it's a several day trek on motorbikes <laughs> through the wow. jungle to to get to these schools. And okay, that's pretty pretty cool though. It is, pretty, <laughs> it, it, it is pretty cool. I've got some really <laughs> 
awesome pictures and a wonderful experience. And uh, as I've been stuck in the mud and and had the generosity and help of of local villagers to help <laughs> get us out, that's awesome. And and, and uh, on our way, it's it's been a fantastic experience every time I've gone. Uh, yeah, no, it's we're doing a lot of fun work over there. It's good work. It's appreciated, and it's all community driven. That's one of the things we ask the community: what, how can we help? facilitate mm-hmm. what you want and the one of the things we didn't want to do is go in there and try to dictate to them hey this is what you need to be doing um and and so you know the airstrip like one of the things they said look we just need tylenol <laughs> like their medical dispensary like, like we need vitamin e uh we need support mm-hmm. for our pregnant women and we need some like multivitamins and tylenol and i'm like oh we can do that. Like at first we're thinking huge. Yeah. Like we needed to do for them. And they're like, no, no, we just need these basic needs. And we were able to do that. And that was awesome. And, and, uh, and we get the community involved and, and it's, uh, it's exciting to see, see the progress. Well, that's fantastic. Okay. So you've talked about the basic needs being met. You've talked about the, the expansion that has happened. I want to know what's next. What's next. Well, uh, right now we're, trying to wrap up a couple projects to create um, permanent brick structures uh, for our schools. Right okay. now, uh, one school in the village of Mamili is it's nearly done. We just need to get the doors and windows completed mm-hmm. and then build and then build the desks for the students. So that one is nearly done. The one in Epi, the village of Epi, which is EPI. It's a really tiny village along the Ulele river, which is gorgeous by the way. Uh, and we need, that one we still need to lay foundation uh, we've made the bricks most of the bricks but we still need to do like foundation work and really get that graded and, and ready so it's, it's creating permanent buildings because right now all of our schools are run out of essentially thatch hut thatch roofed huts mm-hmm. um, that have been expanded and maintained but they're expensive and they have to be maintained annually so we're really looking to just do a permanent structure so that's that's the next one on the horizon wow Man, that is fantastic. Um, I know that this podcast isn't all about this this charity, but boy, what a turn! This is this is amazing. Um, if, if folks want to learn more about um, that specifically, I'm hoping that they're able to reach out to you because yeah, I, I know no. that through this podcast, a lot of people have reached out because of what Zuper does. Uh, and again, it's service. Obviously, you were built for service because you don't just stop <laughs> at work. You, you, you're doing you know, work with charities and starting charities, not even work with charities. You started a charity for crying out loud. That's fantastic. <laughs> Thanks. Um, Thanks so Eric. Can people reach out to you? They can. Okay with them? Yeah. Absolutely. I would welcome it. And I love giving talks to community groups. And uh, in fact, I just gave a talk to a group of pilots who are mm-hmm. going to do some fundraising uh, to help us with the, uh, with the landing strip. So um, and I just awesome. gave a talk to them. So always happy to happy to help and help them help me help. Them. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> And, and of course, for the listeners that are, that are, you know, interested in Zoopers um, services and, and everything that you guys do and, and the support that you give folks, um, what's the best way to find out more? You know, on our website, uh, you know, Zooper.co, um, you can find me on LinkedIn, Rob Friedman, F-R-E-E-D-M-A-N. Um, find me there. Uh, Rainshine is rainshinefound.org. So you can find us on the web there. Um, and we're all on all the popular social media. 
So thank All you. right. Rob, thank you so much. This has been fantastic. And I appreciate you letting me get a little personal with you and, and learning more about what you do in your off hours. Anytime. Thank you, Eric. It's always a pleasure. You bet. And of course, our last thank you always goes to you listening audience. Thank you so much for tuning in and listening to Zuper FM Field Service Your Way with Rob Friedman today. If you have not subscribed to the podcast yet, please click the subscribe now button below. This way, when the guys come out with a new podcast, it'll show up directly on your listening device. And we humbly ask that you share this podcast, rate it and leave a review, as this actually does help others find the show. Again, thank you so much for listening today. For everyone at Zuper FM, this is Eric Johnson reminding you to live your best day every day. And we'll see you next time. Thank you for listening to Zuper FM, field service your way. Insightful discussions and advice that help you position your field service operations as a powerful force in building enduring customer loyalty. And remember this, when you deliver excellent service to your customers, you're also facilitating their ability to provide superior service to their customers, which strengthens brand loyalty among their customer base as well. Thanks again. Please join us next time.